0: Golf's no different from hockey. Requires talent, self-discipline. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You should talk to my neighbor, the accountant, probably a great golfer, huge ass.
1: How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special honor.
2: I'm Paula Creamer, and you're listening. Well,
3: we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Creese from Cobra Kai. And you're listening to... Quiet, please. Let the word go out from here
4: across the land.
1: Let Danny Noonan uh, approve. Hi, boys. Nice day for golf, man. Eh? Quiet, please. Oh, you got secrets, eh? Hey, this is Shooter McGavin. You're listening to the... Hey, you guys. Hey! We're trying to have a podcast over here. <laughs> yes, indeed. Danny Noonan, Michael O'Keefe. We are doing a podcast, and it is Quiet, Please. The golf podcast... I'm Alan DePew. I'm your host, and as always, my panel of industry experts. I am joined by on my left by Little Linkster's founder and noted author Brendan Elliott. Hello, good Brendan. evening.
2: Good evening. Good
1: evening. Good evening. Uh, wearing his Patriots attire, smooth as swinging in golf, Aunt Mr. Andy Iadorn.
0: Nice to be here, gentlemen.
1: We call him Christian, you call him the prettiest podcaster in golf, Christian Nazamus, Good to see you again, sir. Always good to see you, boys. And he was Boston Bob, but now he's Bourbon Bob since he's moved to Kentucky.
3: Bob Baldassari, how are you, sir? Always a pleasure to be with our team here. And uh, You have a special made, guest. We- you brought along a special guest today a very special guest. We may um, be over under on how many drops we do wicked, maybe at 52 tonight, uh, because <laughs> we, we, get, we always have me and Andy from Massachusetts New England, but uh, we we're very, 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 I mean, the timing's amazing, and we'll get into that, but we're joined by uh, Mark Bradley. Uh, you may know that last name, Bradley, in golf circles. Uh, Mark's a life member of the PGA of America, uh, former head pro, Jackson Hole, golf and tennis, a um, esteemed member of the PGA, has done a lot in the PGA, uh, sister Pat Bradley, Hall of Famer, golfer, son Keegan, pretty darn good stick, who just happened to win a big tournament on the tour. So, uh, yeah, Mark, I'm sorry. Mock, we are wicked excited <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, to have it's, you it's join not, us.
5: Yeah, it's not Mock, Mark, it's Mocky. <laughs> Mocky. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: yeah, that's well, the Massachusetts. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like, that's right, kid. So we, we could drop some uh some good New England slang, but uh, uh seriously I, I, I guarantee
1: you're gonna pop the car many times <laughs> tonight. And uh but I gotta ask the question. Mark, yes. As a former PGA golf pro myself, you are probably the one guy that gets the inevitable question: Do you know Tiger? And can literally say you do. Yes. <laughs>
5: You know, I I don't I've met him a couple of times and I remember the first time I met him. You know, it's like one of those things. And and uh we were at Kiwa for the PGA back in what was it, 213? No, 212. 2012, yep. And uh there was something and Tiger was at his car and I was walking with Keegan and Keegan said, Dad, come on over. So we went over and I uh, shook Tiger's hand and he was very gracious and very nice, but they were paired together in the first two rounds. And I can tell you Keegan's second year on tour and he tees off at Kiowa. I think it was the 10th old first day he's walking down the fairway with Tiger, tiger. It was, it was amazing. It was, I was very proud of him. And, uh, you know, when Bob was announcing when he was introducing me and Keegan had just won the travelers, dude, I got a little emotional. I got emotional. I was sitting there, you know, there's certain things that will trigger these emotions. Sometimes it's just, okay, he won and it's wonderful and it's great, but then certain people, certain things say it and it feels different. It's a very special, uh, time and the family's life, but certainly Keegan's.
3: Especially that tournament, Mark. I mean, being up in New England, Keegan from New England, you know, that whole the history, uh, I mean, that, that makes it even extra special. He mentioned it in the interview.
5: Yeah. You know, usually I go to this event. I've gone like every year. And so this year I went to the U S open at the LA country club and, you know, it was tough viewing and it was this, and it was that. I'd love to see that golf course without scoreboards and bleachers and all that other stuff. Cause it's, it's beautiful, but Keegan didn't have his best stuff. And, uh, I just said, you know, I'm not traveling from L.A. back to Hartford. I I really enjoy sitting at home. And, you know, PGA Tour.com has amazing stuff. TourCast 3D. I can, I can follow every shot he hits, play-by-play, play, one-dimensional uh, uh, situations where they show his position, you know, on certain holes. But then you go to TourCast 3D. You can zoom in. You can... Cool. You know, because the, the one-dimensional one, they say he's in the rough. But TourCast 3D, you can go and say, yeah, he's in the rough, but there's trees. And then you can zero in and get in there and go, oh, I think he has a shot. So that's that's what I'll be doing for the next, hopefully, four days. He goes up early tomorrow. And I, I follow every shot. And I have, in his 13 years on tour, every shot. and uh, bet there's times when I've actually been sitting on a chairlift, uh, that I'm looking at right outside my window here in Jackson hole. And in today's technology, you know, when my sister Pat played on the LPGA tour, I had to hope that maybe there was a box score in the Boston globe that said, you know, how everything went. I would called pro shop. How'd she do, you know, cause they didn't have and today. Now I'm zooming in on a 3d golf shot, uh, and I can follow him when I'm sitting on a chairlift, but, uh, or out on the golf course, but I like to be home and really, you know, focus and zero in and no interruptions and follow every shot he hits. And then when he's a featured group, ESPN plus golf channel, this and that, uh, that makes it extra special because I can see him on TV and I'm sitting here Northwestern Wyoming and uh, I've been doing it for a long time now even when he was in uh, college and playing in AJGA events and this and that I could at least follow his scorecard but now he can follow everything so it's pretty cool
2: Mark I wanted to start I I was there at the PGA when he won so that was that was my introduction to Keegan
5: oh cool man Um, I was
2: there for you i you know you've been with him obviously along this whole journey and this whole ride with all the ups and downs was this past weekend one of the most special i mean he kind of alluded to that but what what for you has been the most special
5: yeah that's a good question uh brendan because i posted on facebook you know as humbly as i can that he won you know some picture that's out there and i just said all i said was in my opinion this is his finest victory. Thank you for all your support. And then people would comment on it and they would say, well, wait a minute. He won the PGA championship. And then I, I, I responded back and I said, yes, that perhaps was his greatest victory. But this one last week was his finest. Yeah. And I think, was, you know, you guys get it. It was his finest. Considering everything. It was his finest victory with everybody there and, and just at home. Uh, I just think it's his finest victory, and I know that he feels really good <laughs> uh, about what happened and what he did. And uh, you know, I'm so proud of him. Uh, so this this is his finest victory. That's what I'll say.
0: Awesome. So so Mark I have a question for you and and it's I think we all experience this to a degree but you I'm sure experience this to the highest degree which is how difficult it is to watch somebody else play around a round of golf a crucial round of golf when you're you're just on pins and needles hoping that everything works out great and it's just so seemingly hard to watch um, from afar so if if you could kind of describe those feelings a little bit as you're watching
3: yeah.
5: uh, this is the most anxious I've ever been watching him play you know you get six shot lead with six holes to play or whatever it was and you know you start thinking when the bogey started to happen like I just said when he was on the 13th tee in Cromwell I said Keegan hit it in the fairway to myself mm-hmm. hit it in the fairway this thing's over and he rinses he hits it in the lake. I thought he made a good six, actually. But then, you know, he had a bad break. He had a bad shot into uh, 14, and it rolled back into a ball pitch mark. And you saw when he putted it, it came popping out of there yeah. and came up short. So another bogey. And, you know, you start thinking, especially as a dad, you know, you want him to win so badly. And then you start thinking, i am got to tell you, you start thinking that If he loses this, it's going to be devastating, devastating to his career and to his himself and his mind and just, you know, and uh, but if he wins it, it's going to be the biggest thing that he's ever done with a golf club in his hand. And and he won it. And I could see the moment that he knew he won it. It's after that tee ball on seventeen. You've been there. You've seen it. I mean, it is a sliver of a fairway. And you miss it left. You're on the hillside. You're in the bunkers. And you miss it right. You rinse. And so for him to stripe it down the middle like you did on 17 after bogey in 16. And then he said it in the press conference. It's the best shot I ever hit in his life. The best shot I ever hit in his life. And, you know, when he won the PGA, he triple bogeyed the 15th hole. Yep and he went he's lost the lead and then he stepped up on the 16th tee which he eventually birdied and he hit a t-ball there that he said was at that time the best shot he'd ever hit in his life because again they're coming during times of stress and bogeys and triple bogeys and you name it and so he said i know it's kind of weird that uh that uh a drive is considered the best shot you're ever hit in your life. But in those two circumstances, it was indeed. And, uh, I'm telling, I know I'm sitting there watching this thing and going, Keegan just hit this down. And he, <laughs> right. and, you know, he striped it with a three wood. I was able to walk inside the ropes with Keegan, uh, at LA country club on Wednesday of the pro-am, uh, not pro-am, the uh, practice round. And all of a sudden, he's looking at the face of this three-wood. His favorite club in the bag, it's cracked. So now Hmm. I got to grab a three-wood out of his, you know, he brought an extra. But you wonder, It's you know, it's not the same. Even mentally, you're going, is it the exact same shaft and all this other stuff? But I'll tell you, he used that three-wood or whatever three-wood he found after he cracked the face on the one at the practice front at LACC and hit, you know... What he said is the best shot he's ever hit in his life, and I'm telling you, I I believe that too because you know it's, it's he doubled that hole in 219 when he was one back from Ches Reeve he doubled it. He hit it in the fairway bunker and bladed it over the green and chipped it up and three whacked it. So I've been doing this for a long time, boys. I've been following <laughs> every shot, scorecards. During AJGA and, and uh, you know, uh, D1 golf, it's been going on for a long time. And because of that, uh, I'm pretty level. I stay pretty level through all this other stuff. I mean, uh, you know, he'll, he'll have a, a bad shot or this and that. And I'm cool with it because, you know, I know golf. It's hard. And but not this time. When he bogeyed 16 and he had to face that tee shot at 17, I felt it in my chest. <laughs> I felt it. I was sitting there going, oh, my gosh. My heart was beating. It really was. It was beating. You,
2: you know, um, with you saying that, Mark, you, you were gracious to – well, you've been gracious with me for several things. But you, we did an article last year on PJ.com about the dynamic of you being a, a club – a PGA professional – And Keegan playing the tour and I did I did one with JT and his dad um and if you could go a little bit into that dynamic of you know it it, it's a fine line and I see that with kids I coach and with the parents of being a parent and doing what a parent needs to be and also being someone for you that's in the business what's that dynamic well how's that been for you as he's grown up and now that you know the last 13 years on tour
5: I guess the best way to answer that Brandon is, is I grew up with a father who was, uh, he was tough. He was tough, tough. And if you went to a ski race or a golf tournament, didn't come home with a piece of hardware, he was not happy. And it even got to the point with my sister, Pat, where he wasn't allowed to come to the golf tournament and watch her play. Uh, because she'd look over if she messed up and he'd be kicking a pine cone or be, you know, she could tell with the head down and all this other stuff. So when my kids came along, I said, I ain't doing it that way. I'm just not. And, uh, so for instance, my daughter had no real interest in playing golf. If it was my dad, it's that you're playing. And, you know, with, with, with still so with my son, when he showed this incredible interest in the game and everything, I went, okay, that's great. Let's, let's work this thing and let's have fun with it. And, uh, it never dawned on me. And that I'm blessed with this. It never dawned on me to get mad. If he hit a bad shot, it doesn't, it's not like how the heck could you no nope. And so I was lucky with that way. So he, uh, because of that I'm always welcome at the golf course to watch him play and I can tell you that there's even times and I do it all the time if I'm there and I'm walking outside the ropes and he he makes a double or he has a bad shot I purposely make sure that my shoulders are back my head's up and I'm walking down the side here so if he does glance over I'm not I don't have my head down I'm not kicking any pine cones and uh, But then he goes to the U.S. Open, doesn't play well, misses the cut. I decide not to go. He wins. I don't know when I'm, <laughs> when I'm going back because I don't care. I mean, I really don't. I just care that I, – I, obviously, I care. What I'm saying is I don't care if I'm there or not. I'd love to be there when he wins. But if it doesn't happen, what I experience sitting here by myself, uh, watching him win. You know, standing in front of the TV and raising my arms and like in the air like he did when he made the putt, I didn't scream or yell. There's no one here to hear. I just <laughs> bang. He did it, and uh, that was, uh, like I said, his finest victory to date.
4: Christian, that's awesome. I have kind of a two-part question for you, Mark. What one? What is your what is your best golf experience with Keegan? Either at an event growing up. Uh, What is your best golf experience with him? And then a second part to that is, what's your favorite course been that you've been to since he's been on tour? Yeah, boy, there's been so many. Tough question. I I know there's probably
5: ten. No, 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 no. It's great because a lot of them when he was a little kid. Yeah. And you know he comes to work with me every day at the golf shop, and you know, let's go, let's jump on the cart and go out and play or or, uh, do whatever. And, and, and that was the thing that was amazing when, uh, when he was a little kid, you know, I'm talking five, six years old, uh, he started coming to work with me. And, uh, we used to do this thing where, you know, you guys know, as, as guys who've been club pros and on all this other stuff, you know, you gotta be there first tee time, seven, you gotta be there at six. Mm-hmm. And kids, Brendan, you know this. They need their (laughs) rest. They need their rest. So Keegan, just one time, I left, left, and I was like for the school bus. I'm going get up. You got to go. We got to get to work. And I left him, and his mother drove him over to the golf course. And he had he was upset with me at the lower lip. I looked at him. I said, Keegan, you know, you can't be late. And I'll tell you one place you can't be late. It's on the first tee of a golf tournament. You know, so. what I did was now when I said I'm leaving Keegan, I'd hear his feet hit the floor and we'd get in the car and we drove over there. Now it's six o'clock in the morning. So I had a blanket and a pillow and I put the seat back and I'd say, okay, man, get your rest. And he'd sleep for another couple of hours. And then he'd come in the shop and I would go, okay, go pick the range. (laughs) Go pick the range. And you know, but he never, you know he's the kid. He's the club pro's son. He's there and he's young and this and that, and he never did anything to get the old man in trouble. And you know people are looking for that. And he nope, he was just perfect. And he practiced, practiced, played, played, played. And you know he picked the ranch.
1: Bob, Bobby, before we come to you because I know you got one. Is uh, I mean, Mark, I need I need that job that we're seven a.m. first tea time. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're going off at daybreak, man. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was Vermont, so it was probably <laughs> cold and too dark in the morning. Yeah.
3: Hey, Mark, yeah. I oh, so, to what was the
5: other,
4: the follow up with Christian yeah. you were saying? Favorite golf course? Yeah. Favorite. One of oh, the favorite. favorite. You don't favorite have to give another so many, but. I would say, and I would say, Oh,
5: my gosh, now I'm having a blank. Where'd they play the PGA this past? Oak Hill. Oak I'd say Oak Hill. I wow. really will. I love Tory. I love Riv. And I love the West Coast Swing. And those are the ones that I go to every year. And I drive. You know, I like it. I like a road trip. Drive through the desert. Get down into San Diego. But I like uh, Tory. I like Riv. And I like Oak Hill. And, I, you know, of course, I... I love Augusta. I mean, it's, it's amazing, but you know, just, uh, those three, those others are my favorite and Jackson hole golf and tennis club. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. (laughs) You know, so here's the thing, you know, I was, I'd lived here in Jackson hole from 73 to like 83. And then I went back East with Kay Keegan's wonderful mother. And we, uh, that's when I turned pro I turned pro after I came back from Jacksonville, Wyoming. And, uh, then, uh, 18 years ago, a friend of mine calls me on the phone and he goes, you know, he's in Jackson, excuse me. And he said that, uh, his neighbor has a for sale sign out in front of his house and he's the head professional at Jacksonville golf and tennis club. And I was going out there to go skiing in March and drive to my road trip i said find out what that means he calls me back an hour later he said he's taking a job in montana they're looking for a head pro i called the general manager yada, yada yada and the next thing you know i got offered the job as the head pro there and i've been back in jackson hole for 18 years now and keegan spent three summers here during college you know working in the shop one year and then the next two years, I said, Keegan, you know, you don't have to work in the shop. Uh, I'll cover you as long as, you know, you work on your game. He worked, and I knew that that wasn't an issue because that's all he's done since a little boy. And uh, I never had to get any real money because he was playing all the, you know, the money <laughs> games and stuff you know, around the valley. And I said, Keegan, how are you doing for money? And he goes, I'm good, Dad. I'm good, <laughs> but you know just to and again, I hope the people listening and that you guys listen, I'm saying this as humbly as I possibly can. and it's it's public knowledge uh you know, how much a person has won on the PGA tour, but he drove out of the Jacksonville Golf and Tennis Club about fourteen years ago. He had a civic a Honda Civic uh, old Honda, whatever it was. And I said, how's your car running? Because he's taking off now. He's going to see if he can make it a go as, as, a, as a professional golfer. And uh, how's the car? He goes, it's good, Dad. And so I took it for a test drive. I take it over to my mechanic. And he goes, where's he going? I Well, he's heading to Florida. And he's going to try his hand as a professional golfer. And he looks at me and he goes, he won't make it out of Wyoming. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it, he won't make it out of Wyoming. So I go down to my, my friend who's at the car dealership, Teton Motors, here in town. I said, Dude, I need something for my son. So I bought a $3,000 Ford Focus with a buck 80 on it. And he pulled out of that driveway at Jacksonville Golf and Tennis Club with a few grand in his back pocket. We're both in tears, you know, and off he drives. And again, this is the part of I want to I don't want people to think I'm bragging. He's won over 40 million bucks. So So great. You can't make it up. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. You can get a
0: brand new Ford Focus now.
5: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he's got he's got he's got a brand new Tesla something going on. Yeah. And you know, he lives in what I call the Scarface Mansion. And he just bought a place (laughs) in Newburyport, Massachusetts.
3: Oh, wow. Oh, great spot. There's a lot of
5: place up there. And he's uh, he's spending, his family is spending summers in Newburyport. He's playing out of the Golf Club of New England, you know, just for the summer months and traveling. And then he'll go back because primary residence is uh, Palm Beach Gardens.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, Mark, uh, with Keegan's uh, resurgence this last year, he's climbing up. He's right up there in the Ryder Cup mix. I was there at Medina when. He was going at it with, uh, with him and Phil, and he was thriving in that that pressure kick of the Ryder Cup. I mean, you've been there. It's, it's unlike anything. And then your sister Pat, World Golf Hall of Famer, major champion. I mean, is there, is there something in the Bradley DNA that thrives on just being in the moment, in the big arena with the pressure on? I mean, it's just really neat to see Keegan. He braces it. Um, I mean, is it was it just there for him, or did you – Anything you
5: did along the way? Hey, hey Mark. Uh, I'll start by saying
1: it, Mark, it's – uh, I, if, I, if I can interrupt again because th- yeah. this, this is our rule here. I get to – <laughs> I love it. Get to, two weeks in a row, Bobby, I got my question loaded. And two weeks in a row – He got you. From it, right before I I ask it. Just just throwing right. it out there, Bob. Just throwing it out there.
5: <laughs> Well, whatever it is he has and Pat has, it skip me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, I can ski. Oh, I'm a good skier. That's that's kind of my thing. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I think some of that resilience comes from his aunt Pat. You know, she's tough. She's you know you know she's gonna play hard right to the end. Never quit. Never quit. And Keegan saw that in her, and uh, he said it the other day. He said, "You growing up, his heroes were." in the LPGA. And, you know, he mentioned Dottie Pepper and yeah. uh, he went to Stratton when she won there. And she said, of course, my hero is, is his aunt Pat, but, um, he's just got a mental toughness. And I hope because of, uh, the way his mother and I raised him, uh, he was never felt like the pressure maybe that I felt and Pat felt with my dad. And, you know, again, my dad and I had a great relationship to the end of his time. And and we didn't always, but I'm just saying, uh, I just went, I'm going to do it differently. And, you know, my father did it his way. And Pat's a six-time major champion. I did it my way. and We got what we have. And, and uh, I like it much better because I do feel comfortable when I go to these events. He's just tough. And by the way, you know, it's not like he had anything handed to him. He's not. We're sitting there scraping up the money to, uh, you know, send him to tournaments and do this and do that. And he knew it. He knew, he knew we're it. in the so, golf business.
2: We know what you mean. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, and I, you know, here's the thing. I'm in the golf business. I'm, I've always been seasonally employed. Yeah. I've been a golf professional for five months, six months. Uh, a ski instructor for four months for twenty-something years, and you know, so uh, Keegan knew that we were uh, sacrificing a lot of stuff so that he could be out there, and and uh, it was always just a it was going to be fun, but you know, don't fool around here. Get out there and do your thing, and and he did. It's it's interesting and you guys will dig this because you teach. I had a lesson today with a young lady that I had had a couple of years ago and her father still kept my phone number and he got a hold of me and he said, I would love my daughter to come back and have a lesson with you. So it was this morning. Uh, So I I, I met up with the young lady and uh, the first thing I saw, and I'm curious how you feel about this, Brendan, the first thing I saw was she just had a horrible, horrible grip. And so I, I just thought back to Keegan. People say, what was it you said to him that helped him get to where he's at? Well, you know, lately, I'm not saying anything. I'm saying you need to tuck your shirt in. That kind of <laughs> stuff, okay? But I will say that my answer to that is, what did you do? What did you say when he was very young? I said, you got to, we got to, we got to change that. Oh, I hate it. That I, I can't, it feels like, no, we got to do this. And you know, it's the Hogan question mark and, you know, put it in the fingers and a little triggers. Okay. Interlock all that stuff. And she hated it. This student I had today, but I took her out on the golf course for a few holes and she hit it so well. And I said, how's that grip feel? And she goes, feels fine. Now I said, see, it doesn't take that long. So, you know, I gave him a good grip and a faraway look. That's it.
2: And sure. look where we're at. Yeah, the grip's primary, is, as you guys know, that that teach. Um and it, it it's the only connection to the club. And that's one of the first that's things right. that you gotta get a kid to understand is as difficult as it may be to change that, it's it's of primary importance. So what I tell a lot of my kids is this is gonna be difficult, especially if you're somebody with that right. That's what I said to her today. But, she, but the easy thing is to just hold the club while you're watching TV, when you're sitting there watching TV for an hour. Make sure go. the face is square and just hold it the right way. And like you said, Mark, it's it'll become second nature before you know it.
5: She felt that way at the end of the lesson. And I told yeah. her before I started changing it around, I said, you're going to hate this. And then when she had it on the grip, I said, don't let go. Don't let go. And as a matter of fact, I want you to drive home with your dad with that grip. Right. Just, just to get it in. And she was, she hit it well, and, and it was really fun. And then it was great. I got a nice text back from her dad. And she said that, uh, he said that, my daughter loved you. She had so much fun, but yet, let's get the grip. Get the grip. And it's hard with kids. There's so much else to do. But I'm a big proponent. I had a, I've had had a junior program here at Jacksonville Golf and Tennis Club. You know, COVID kind of nipped it. it's it cut down attendance. And it, It interrupted it because I've been going for like 15, 16 years. And I'm not this year going to be as involved as much. If they need me, that's fine. But there's some nice young kids in the pro shop, assistant professionals who will do a great job with these kids. And, you know, they need to supplement their income a little bit with some lesson activity. And it's a good place to use the juniors. But my big thing was that I went to management. And I went to the superintendent to see if it was possible. And for 15 years, every Wednesday, uh, he rearranged his his maintenance schedule so that we could tee off on 10. You know, the members hadn't come through yet. And I'd have, say, 15 to 20 kids, and we'd have three or four foursomes, play a scramble, and just I'd had two other assistants with the other two group, and coach them as you go and and play and yep. put it in the hole you know, create a light for the sport. And then and only then will it maybe uh, translate into love, love of the sport. And I've hey, seen Mark, it happen.
1: Hey, Mark, go back to a question or something you were touched on earlier, because as Brennan likes to joke, I'm the, I'm the guy that uh, I stock uh, social media for the show and everything. And right. uh, I, saw, I saw a couple, well, first comment would be, my my own son played. I, he was a goalie, uh, ice hockey goalie. You want to be left. You going to be. You to be left out in the pressure cooker. Be an ice hockey goalie. But I had a coach oh. tell me one time. He's like, look. He goes, whenever he looks at you, just give him a thumbs up. You might be. You might be just eating it inside, but yep. give him a thumbs yep. up. So, oh. my question for Good Pete coach. is, my <laughs> is, you saw on social media, you know, he's he's playing mini golf with his son. Yep. Love it. And then a week later, and God bless, because I love it, he's drinking a Sam Adams from a from a wicked trophy, right, Bobby? Yep. Oh yeah. What, What makes that switch in just one week like that?
5: I've said to him, you know, so many times in his life, Alan. You know, after a tough week, and I'd say to him, it can all change in a week. It can all change. And I think, especially in golf. And so this week is a case in point. He misses the cut. He's beating it at the U S open. <laughs> it's just because that's, he was playing bad. He goes, dad, I'm concerned. I'm not swinging well and yada, yada. Uh, so I, I just, uh, what was my point in bringing this all up? Just keep it positive and, and, uh, kind of lost my train of thought there,
4: but. uh I mean, that's why there's 18 holes. That's why there's yeah. 72 holes. You know, exactly. yeah. I was playing college golf, college tournaments, going back to what Alan said too, about family watching. I remember seeing my parents watch all the college tournaments and never miss a day. And they loved it. It was their favorite, it was their favorite thing to do. Yes. And you know, they would know that if I was having a bad day, bad round, yeah, your body language is down, you know, you're down in the dumps, whatever. But. I always remember that they always had a positive uh, mood towards me. Like, yeah, my mom may have not watched every shot because she was nervous or didn't want to, like, have me miss a a par putt for five feet to, say, come in whatever place. Um, But But then you can go to
5: the next game, have a great round, and change in a heartbeat. And I've said it to Keegan. You know, he has a bad week. Keegan, when he was younger. Keegan, it's a blip on the screen. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It can all change in a week. These different things you say along the way. And, you know, here he misses the cut at the US Open, comes up next week, shoots 23 under, and wins, you know, a very important tournament for everybody. I mean, it's a 70 year history of that tournament. Yeah. And, and he is his home turf. And people go, well, he's not from there. I heard all this stuff with Amanda Balionis was getting hammered because she said this was a hometown event. Well, it's New England. Right. New England Patriots. Hello. And he grew up, you know, just up the road a couple of hours and and uh, played a lot of golf in the New England area and uh, but you know, he was really struggling after the uh, anchor ban, and then he won at Aonomic the uh, playoff event in two eighteen. I remember uh, Johnny Miller got emotional when he was talking about Keegan's victory because he's been following. He saw. When Keegan was 197th in putting, 185th, 178th, for five years. That's going five years with making nothing. And then he wins a Ron and me. it all changed in a week. Yeah. And then it goes on. He's he's doing well, a little sort of dip. And then he goes out and wins Zozo. Changed in a week. And then we had a couple of last month hasn't been great. You know, he's had some low rounds followed by high round memorial and yada yada. And then he wins. And it changed in a week. And this time I think it's changed even more than ever. Because people really loved the uh the family, you know, connection with his boys and uh with Jillian, and he's an emotional guy, and uh people felt it. And I remember when I went to the 214 Ryder Cup at Medina, and I'm new at this too, really. And I remember walking inside the ropes down the fairway. He's playing with Phil. And on one side of the fairway, there's 10,000 or 20,000 people. And they're yelling Keegan. And on the other side of the fairway is another 20,000 people. And they're going Bradley and all the way down the fairway. So loud Keegan Bradley. And he heard it again at, uh, at, at the travelers because when he was coming down 18, they were screaming that and, uh, you know, he, it just made him feel so good. The tournament people said they'd never heard such a reception coming down 18. So, you know.
2: Mark, let me ask you this, because before we got on the air, I looked at an article that was on PGAtour.com about um, JT's wife texted him and told him yeah. that he has to. Yeah. And it, so for me, and I know it's cliche, but I say this to my students all the time. I don't care what level of a golfer you are. If you don't love it. And yeah, so yeah. my point to that is do you think some of these turnarounds we've seen from from Jordan, from Ricky recently, from Justin in, in Keegan, do you think it comes back to that?
5: I do. And yeah. I read that article. And I thought what she said was, was brilliant and it was perfect. You could, you know, embrace what you love about the game. You gotta do it because we all know. We've all just had brain damage out there. We've all been so frustrated, and we've grinded away. And, and, you know, and I think that's one of Keegan's strengths. He grinds. He never quits, even if he's way over. If he's got two holes to play, he's going to play him the best he can play. It. There's no quit. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, certainly over those five years when he's 178th and putting, I think about that because there was an article about it and I remember it. But when I look and see where he was in the strokes game putting step, how did he do it? And I, one of the ways he did it is Tita green game was elite. Yeah. And then when the putting started to improve, Phil Kenyon aim point, I know it's tedious, but it's helping him and a lot of guys are using it because when he went to Stockton, when he went to Utley, and then when he went to uh, Phil Kenyon, All three of them said, There's nothing wrong with your stroke. Right. And Bill Kenyon said that to him. He said, He panicked. He goes, Then what can I do if there's nothing wrong with my stroke? And the guy said, Your alignment and you don't know how you're not reading greens properly. So this is a real thing that he's got going on here. It isn't just, you know, getting lucky or having a good day and then he's more consistent. And it's Kenyon. And this whole system that he's got going and now there's some confidence that's built up. And I think right now, because he told me years ago, he goes, Dad, if I can ever get into the top fifty strokes game putting, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some damage out here. And now he is. Now he is. And you know, again, he's he's fifth in FedEx, eighteenth in OWGR. And that we'd have taken that back in the wraparound beginning season there, you know.
3: Mark, were we able to uh, um, touch a little bit on the. It's um, so all like talking about the Yankees and the Canadians, the LIV. Um, yeah. Your, on that.
5: Yeah, I know that they came and talked to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, Greg came to Keegan's house, and there was another fellow there with them just a couple of years ago now. And they showed him a PowerPoint thing, and it was, Keegan said, gee whiz. They've got some good ideas over here. And uh I'm so glad that he did not go to live. I'm so glad. If he'd have gone to live, he he wouldn't have had what just happened. Right. It wouldn't have happened, you know. And so <laughs> you know, I don't know what's going on with, you know, the uh uh with with the reorganization or this and that. I do know that it's made my son a lot of money, (laughs) this whole dust up with everything that's going on. Uh, You know, I'm just so glad he didn't go. I'm so glad he stayed with the PGA. I do think I know what he was offered to go and he turned it down. I do think, you know, they got to take a look at this and maybe compensate some of these guys. Uh, I think Keegan cares about that to a certain degree, but not really. I mean he's he's just happy where he's at, and now let's face it, I know it's a long way off, but he's gonna be a, he's gonna want to play the Champions Tour when that comes around, and we'll see what they're doing about letting people back in uh, that that defected, uh, and I hope that that happens. I'd like to see Lib go away and just let's get back to DP World Tour, PGA Tour, and you know PIF and that's one of the things that, well I don't want to get too political with this but Jimmy Dunn who has been sort of the uh, and I've met the man I met the man at Grove 23 uh he's putting this deal together and he had a firm in one of the twin towers he right. lost 65 members of his of his firm right and he said and this this resonated with me he said that if he felt anybody Involved with PIF, the Public Investment Fund from Saudi Arabia, was involved in the World Trade Center bomb. He said, "quote unquote," I'll kill him myself. <laughs> it's a pretty controversial thing for even me to say right now, but uh, I'll tell you what—that's why. You know, let's just see how this thing plays out. Right. But I'd like to see, uh, like to see it get back to. Uh, the PGA tour is running the organization. They're still a uh, nonprofit. I, I'm telling you, I, I hope Jay's doing it. I hope Jay's okay. I hope he's going to get his health back and I hope he comes stepping right in. He's got good people around him, Hurley and Jimmy Dunn, and just go get this thing. And I think the guy from PIF, Ramayanan, I don't know how to say his name, but he seems like a reasonable guy. And, uh, you know, I've been back and forth on it, but again, yeah. Uh oh. Somebody's trying to call me here. You hear that on your No, nope, we're all good.
1: No, nope, we're good. But I'll tell you what, we are we are coming to the eighteenth hole and before we do, we, we always work in it's we we gotta give this to Andy because Andy saves up all week looking for that don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> So,
0: so truth be told, Mark kind of stole my thunder a little bit on "Don't Be That Guy," but, um, and the point being that when Amanda Balionis was interviewing Keegan and, you know, referred to the Travelers as a hometown event, yeah, and just Keegan's reaction to her question should have squashed anybody's yep questioning about whether it's a hometown of Emperor. I mean Keegan went out of his way to say how important it was for him to win that event. And then all these idiot keyboard warriors on Twitter oh, are going nuts. It's
5: terrible. So it's terrible. You
0: know you know, go ahead. No, it's just that's that's the don't first be first thing guy that
5: question. he said when Amanda said what's it feel like? And I'll get emotional even thinking this now. What, uh, what's it feel like to win your hometown event? What's the first thing he said is, this is for all the juniors that yep. live in the Northeast, that sit there all winter and watch other people play golf. That was That's what I said. Okay, end of discussion over here. Yep. And then people who are trolling about this, you know, New England is it's six states, and, yeah, you know, there's separate states and everything, but it is it's a region that everybody relates to and are proud to be from. And so it's, uh, you know, the new England had fit in Wyoming like four times. (laughs) So it's just up the road is Woodstock, Vermont. But I just thought I was so proud of Keegan to sit there and say, you know, this is for all the juniors up here. And I thought that was a good answer. And, and, you know, Amanda's so great. And just people looking for, looking to cause trouble and say this and that. And you, some of the stuff yeah. you read and you look at these Twitter things, it's like I've gotten thick-skinned over that too and uh, so is Keegan but there's, a, there's been a shift and I told Keegan, I said, Keegan, with with your play, your victory, your interviews, your your interaction with your family, and all of that stuff, I said, man, you gained some fans this week, and not just in New England, but you gained some fans across the golf community. And he has because he's a good kid, you know. He's he's a Vermonter, and so you know, Vermonters are, you know, they're an interesting, <laughs> interesting group. They're just they're they're uh, yes, they're Yankees, we, man.
1: Yes, we are.
5: They're Yanks, and so they're not going to be slapping you on the back and saying, "Hey, what are you doing over here?" So you know, Keegan keeps things at an arm's length, and uh, he's very private. He's very, and that's that's part of being a Vermonter. And eighteenth, uh, 18 yeah. green, Bobby.
1: Just because you stole you stole my my question, you got to go first.
3: Here we go. Here we go. Well, yeah, I I actually want to start with final one. thoughts. I should say. Yeah. No, but. Um, Mark, I thought of myself as a kid with my dad as a PGA pro, growing up in New England at Hillview Country Club, and um, which might have been, club? Which one? Hillview, Hillview Country Club in North Reading. Nice. Yeah, and you know those winners that I would look at my clubs in my room and say, God, I wish I could play golf. And it's January, and I'm watching the Bob Hope. And and when he said that comment, I thought that was one of the neatest, neatest comments I've ever heard. I mean, that really stuck with me, but um, hey, I just wanna say personal thank you to thank you for coming on. The stories were amazing. You're amazing. Um, and everything you've done in golf is, is awesome. But I do I get ca- caught up in your trout fishing and <laughs> when you yeah. post on Facebook. So those are pretty awesome photos, but we gotta have you come back because um, there's there's a lot of questions we still want to ask you and a lot of stories you need to tell.
5: Anytime, boys. You guys are awesome. This was really fun and uh, good questions and I I really enjoyed it. Thanks for pointing out Keegan's great victory.
1: Brendan, for for you,
5: final thoughts.
1: For my final
2: thought, you know, people love Keegan. I have a particular fondness for you and Keegan both. You guys stepped in at a time when our little organization had a major development. Someone stole our trailer with all of our $10,000 worth of equipment. And I'm going to try not to get emotional here, but I remember going to the P.O. box one day and seeing something from you guys and it was a nice size check to help us get back on our feet. Awesome. So I'll be forever indebted to you and your awesome. son for, for everything that you guys stand for. The, he's a humble kid coming out of St. John's. I mean, just watching the journey. Um, I appreciate you and him very, very much. So thanks for coming
5: on too. Thank you, Brandon. Keep going with the little linksters, man. It's an awesome program. Thank you. Andy. Yeah.
0: yeah so Again, Mark stole my 18th hole thunder as well. <laughs> um, but Fair enough, though. But I just wanted to reiterate how awesome Keegan's interview was at the end, where he showed such love and compassion for his family, for yeah. his wife and his kids. And to me, that was a total, just absolute great thing to see. So... I know you Thanks. said it before, but to me, that I watched that, and that hit me right here. So yep. that was awesome.
5: It's hitting me right there right now, boys. Yep. It really is. It's uh, And I can't wait. And again, I can't believe it. I'm sitting there going, okay, it's 725. I got to call the boys. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, it's two hours difference. you think i know that <laughs> So tomorrow he goes up at 730 in Detroit. 30 in the morning. I'll be there uh, with my phone, and I'm going to watch every shot he follow every shot he hits. Awesome,
1: Christian, young man. Your final thought? Yeah,
4: okay. I'm just going to caveat what everybody said. Mark, thanks again so much for coming on. It's, it's greatly appreciated. And you know, you did you did one hell of a job raising Keegan. He's just absolutely incredible, beyond belief. He's he's. I've been a huge fan of Keegan. Ever since he won the PGA, I've been following him along. I watch him on YouTube. I just, he's just an overall great person. I've never met him. I hope one day I can, but I would, I I just, he's just one of those guys that you just want to be around. He makes everybody else around you just, I feel like, in a good mood and a better place. So hats off to you. And um, I'm really rooting for him, you know, the rest of the season. So, um to, you know going off of that too guys please continue uh anyone just to follow us on social media facebook instagram twitter you know we're rapidly growing we have so many great guests coming here in 2023 and uh just again mark thanks for thanks for coming on this evening
5: you're welcome christian thank you mark, thank you guys mark, Really, I'll,
4: I'll,
1: I'll throw one to you also any final <laughs> final thought before i give wrap it up
5: final thoughts yeah you know i'm just uh, <laughs> I'm a very lucky guy. I live here in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and I have a great situation with my golf club, Jackson Hole Golf and Tennis Club. After my lesson today, I just drove out on the golf course with, you know, two down five ons, and hit some shots and just trying to get my game back because I've been traveling so much and I have a lot of visitors. So, you know, and then on Monday uh, – my buddy and I are heading up to Yellowstone national park. Nice. I've got a fishing spot up there. And uh, so I'm going to do that. And then as I look to my right here, I see the ski slopes that I ski on all winter long and uh, I can walk to the gondola. And so, you know, I ski, I fly fish, I golf and I live in a beautiful place and I'm blessed and I'm lucky. And uh, I can't wait till 5:30 tomorrow morning. And, waiting for him to tee off that's that's
1: that's great stuff i'm not gonna actually oh. be able to match. I, I know i can't match that but i did <laughs> i did i made a i made a promise to somebody today i'm gonna go out off the rails here a little bit three of my little juniors that are at the golf course preston emilio and and jojo all great young sticks all great young men they're all pursuing their dream i told them i was giving them a shout out so if they're still listening, yeah, they told me they're gonna collab, and and they threw all kinds <laughs> of other young terms that I don't know. And uh, they, if you're still yeah. listening, I'm buying pizza tomorrow. So there you go. Nice. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, all the best to your kids. And hope that they just get them to the golf course Absolutely. and have them ship and putt till the cows come home. That's right, Christian.
4: Hit it long and straight, because it beats you hitting it short and crooked.
1: Yeah, thanks,
2: buddy. You only have one opportunity to sell your golf property. Shouldn't you partner with an expert that offers you 30-plus years of golf industry experience combined with the reach of a global leader in real estate? Collier's International Golf Brokerage and Advisory Services understands your unique business needs. Whether it is brokerage, management, and consulting, be reassured that the market leader in the business of golf is providing you the real answers and practical solutions you deserve. Contact Golf Talk Live co-host and Collier's Golf Advisory Services member Alan Depew today at 717-554-8519. That's 717-554-8519.